Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It's the voice of St. Louis, KMOX. My name is Bo Matthews. We've got a full couple of hours ready for you. The final debate has already been completed. And my first thought coming away from the uh, Trump-Biden debate was that, gosh, I wish that would have been the first debate. And then the, the first debate could have been the second debate because it would have been more energized. Uh, my buddy, who uh, I talked to quite a bit about politics, uh, and I'm not saying we're necessarily on, on the same side of the fence. Matter of fact, I think we're both closer to the fence. Uh, my buddy Brian. How are you, Brian? Oh, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Okay, so you, we talked before the debate, um, and you said you were going to meet up with a group of people for a watch party, which I yeah. highly don't recommend because you can't sometimes <laughs> hear some things. Um, I just have to know, you said there was going to be a drinking game involved, which, again, this is serious stuff, but we got to try and find some fun in, in this stuff. Did you have a, uh, a drinking rule for the word malarkey? Because I heard it once. No, malarkey was not on the list. Uh, and as a matter of, matter of fact, I, I thought I was going to be in trouble because I, I picked the word hoax. And uh, the word hoax was not said anywhere in the debate. I didn't hear that either, yeah. Uh, so the so I, I lucked out. I'm, uh, one, of the, one of the people there, uh, the poor poor lady, uh, had uh, come on. Oh, boy. And, uh, and uh, she was she was pretty messed up. On substance, <laughs> though, Brian, um, how do, how do you think it went? Because I I really when I say I'm near the fence, I really am. Because if you can convince me that I should go your way, here's your chance, right? And and first of all, I will just put in there that I believe that the moderator did the best I've ever seen, probably in the last three uh, election cycles. It wasn't so uh, attackish. Um, but what was your opinion on the moderator? I think uh, I think she did uh, as well as can be expected. I, she did ask leading questions of one of the candidates more than the other, uh, and and I do believe that she did bail out Joe Biden quite a few times uh, when there was a chance that he was going to be in the weeds, uh, especially when Trump was trying to hold him to task to answer a question. Right, right. She would change the subject, and I, and I thought that that was a disservice. Well, I I, I probably uh, you know from from behind the microphone for so many years, I would say that you know, hey, I've got a, all these things I've got to get to, so it may have felt like bailing out, but I I think she was just trying to get through as much as she could uh, that was before her. Now, when it when it comes to the candidates, though. Um, obviously, the mute mic thing worked really good uh, because, you know, obviously the president knew he was being muted. And, you know, so what's the point of even saying anything and letting the other person talk, which a lot of people talked about 
on the first debate, hey, you know, let let Joe have all the room he, he needs to, and he'll right. bumble his way through. And he kind of did that last night. And I actually, an empathetic feel, I, I, I really did kind of feel bad for him that, you know, his family is pushing him to do this. It's like, man, go golfing or something, you know, go. But he wants to serve this country. Well, and it was about nine hours past his bedtime. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm pretty sure his bedtime is 11 a.m. Come uh, on, be nice, be nice. Well, well, I know. I got to tell you, he started off. You could actually see him deteriorate from the beginning of the of the debate to the to the end, and even just during the two minute cycles, he would start off pretty pretty good, and then by the end, he was he was really really struggling to get words. Out. I would agree with uh, that. And and I'm not making fun of him. I mean, it it, it is a shame if, if if that was my grandpa or my dad or or anybody uh, anybody in real life. Uh, I would really, really feel for him, but the problem that I've got more than anything is, is uh, you know, he is a 47-year politician, right? Uh, and you know the old adage, you know, the, how can you tell when a politician is lying? Their lips you know, are moving. Their, their their lips are moving. Right, right. And, uh, and and he did not actually answer really any questions last night. You know, I sidestepped almost everything. I, yeah, I would agree. And, and, you know, the, the one part that, that I, I kind of, they never do it, but you know, the uh, commentator, the uh, moderator uh, said, okay, on a, on inauguration day, what would you t- say to the American people? And neither one of them really did, you know, like portray what they would say to the American people, like rah, rah, sis, boom, bah. Um, it, it, it just kept going backwards. It kept going back to whatever talking point they were, you know, trying to stretch right. out longer. So that was, that was kind of unnerving. I will tell you the one thing that, uh, that president Trump said that was impactful to me was you were in, in the white house just three and a half years ago. And, right. and that right there, uh, I, my, the analogy I have in my head is if somebody buys a foreclosed home, you have to destroy kitchen cabinets. You got to rip out all the stuff. You got to get rid of drain the swamp, as Trump said at the beginning of all this. Right. Um, and, and then there's the rebuilding uh, aspect of it. And I, I think personally, I think a second uh, four years uh, would be beneficial to this country, my opinion only. So now you know kind of what side of the fence I'm standing on. Uh, but the the actual debate, though, I think w- there was more people that got a lot out of this. I, I don't know what the Nielsen ratings were. Was it the most watched? I, I don't know. Um, but I, I believe that there was a lot of good information that was uh, shared, not so much in detail, but in in stature and character. You know what right. I mean? Right. Yeah. The philosophy. Uh, yeah. The the ideology was was portrayed, and there was a stark contrast between the two. There's no question about that. Uh, I will say. Uh, uh, the uh, my favorite line in it was that you and Barack are uh, you and Barack Obama are the reason I ran for president. Oh yeah, and I thought I thought that that was an absolute Home wonderful run. line. It was it, yeah, he definitely uh, made good contact with that, and and uh, and really did hold him to task. Uh, and, and the moderator allowed some of that, which I did like. Uh, you know, you've got ten seconds. You know, okay, another thirty seconds. Right. Or, or yep. 10, and so she did it. She 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 was in danger of, of losing it there for uh, one or two little spots. But do, she held her own very, very well. Do you remember the moment that, that uh, President Trump looked at her and said, by the way, you're doing a great job on this? Yes. As soon yes. as he said that, it started to go south. It's You know, yes. it, it got a little bit more disjointed, just like the first debate that we saw. Uh, just the, the time, you know, uh, I mean, that's... 
hey, I'm in my pajamas several nights at 930 at night, and I'm seeing Trump just stepping on stage right now in whatever town. It's like, wow, how does he do it? Where is right. he getting that energy? That's uh, amazing. Um, but I think last night with the the muted mic uh, operation, I, I think it was the best chance for us to get as much as, you know, as we think we can get. because Right. Here, and that's another problem is when they skipped the second debate, now you're trying to, to cram everything into really one debate. Yeah, the first right. one was useless. And, and I think everybody agrees that that was an embarrassment uh, on both sides, uh, an embarrassment for the country. And, and nothing really constructive could come from that. Yeah. And then missing the second debate altogether and having the competing town halls, that, that was, uh, here again, as far as I'm concerned, somewhat embarrassing. Uh, this one here, uh, if they could, do, could have done this three times, and have different topics for all three of them right. and conducting themselves in the same manner, I, th- I think we would be much better for oh, it. It would have been so much more uh, information that we could have got on, on so many different levels. Uh, because, you know, the, the other part that really kind of bugged me, we're short on time here, but, uh, they, you know, a lot of times we kept just hearing the headlines that we've been hearing so much in, in, in like, recre- recreating sound bites for America. Right. We've already heard all this. Give us right. something new to grab onto. Here's my concern. If you have already mailed in, voted, or your absentee ballot's already in, and you've changed your mind at this point, can you change your mind? You can't change your mind again. <laughs> that's rough, man. I don't know. And, you know, and that's one of the things, though. Buyer's remorse. Is, <laughs> is, well, and, and that's a decision you make. I said that's why I believe that anybody that has already voted was not on the fence. Yeah, they, they were not going to get their mind changed. No, you know, that's you're, true. You're either... You know, and and those people that have have some reservations are waiting for waiting for uh, election day. I'm looking forward to it. I will go in in person and then cast my vote and wear a mask and do all the things necessary to make sure that my vote is counted and then move on. It'll look just like when you go to Walmart to buy toilet paper. You got your mask there on. You go. you're by the way, people. that was one thing. That was one thing. I w- when he says the American people don't panic. When when Joe Biden says the American people don't panic. After Trump says, I didn't want the American people to panic, I wish he would have said one word, toilet paper. <laughs> that, that, that would have just floored everybody. The American people don't panic, toilet paper. That's all you got to say. That's, is it one That's word or two? I don't say. know for sure. <laughs> Too funny. Hyphenated, maybe. <laughs> all right. I think we all need a road trip, and uh, that's what we're going to talk about next. Brian, thank you very much. Uh, we'll talk again before the election, I'm sure. Uh, the Open Road, 50 Best Trips in the USA with Jessica Dunham is next on The Voice of St. Louis, KMOX. It is The Voice of St. Louis, KMOX. My name is Bo Matthews, and if you just need to get out of your four walls, boy, do I have a a guest for you that you do not want to miss. Jessica Dunham has written a book called The Open Road, 50 Best Trips in the USA. Welcome to St. Louis. Welcome to KMOX. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. I am well. I'm excited to talk to you today. Okay. You wrote the book, so does this mean you went to all 50 stops? <laughs> um, I went to pretty much everything that's in this book, although I did have help from other writers. There was no way for me to cover uh, every single mile listed in the book. So it was a collaborative effort, but I can tell you 
I have done my share of driving around the United States. And that's a beautiful thing to do. We have a beautiful country to see. There's lots of places to go to, whether it's the world's largest ball of twine. And man, what a perfect time to release this book because people are wanting to get out, whether, and I always encourage, a day trip, a, a, t- a, a tank of gas trip, whatever it is, even if it's a little distance or it's a full-on week, you're you know going across the country, um, out of your 50 best trips in the USA, Jessica, what is your favorite? <laughs> oh, you're, you're coming out with a hard question right away. <laughs> uh, <laughs> The book is the book is great because it's exactly what you said. It's organized into super short two day trips, or if you want to do something long, we have twenty one day trips. And probably my very favorite road trip is the twenty one day coast to coast adventure from Sacramento, California to Ocean City, Maryland. It follows Route fifty all the way across the country and it actually goes right through St. Louis. So you could hop on it for uh, the entire portion if you wanted or, or just do um, a little weekend trip. Route 50 is also known as the loneliest road because in portions of it in Nevada, there's not a stoplight, there's not a stop sign, there's not a person to be found. It right. is true isolation. Well, it, it sounds like fun, and I, I have to believe when you, when you see a title of a book like this, uh, I know that there's some Americans that are going to go, you know what, I'd take this as a challenge. <laughs> I never thought about that. Uh, I hope that someone does. I hope someone does all 50 road trips. The book is broken into regions, so um, no matter where you are in the United States, even if you're in Alaska, even if you're in Hawaii, wow. there are five to eight road trips Per region, so you could definitely tackle a lot, even in your own backyard. Or if you wanted to take the challenge, which I think we should officially say is a challenge, <laughs> uh, you could do it. We we should uh, we should maybe get uh, an app designer to to make a game out of it. You know. <laughs> There's prizes if you go to all 50 or something like that. Um, so you say Route 50, other than the desolate area of Nevada, what other, what other, I mean, have you been on that part of the book? I did the entirety of The Loneliest Road. I have, I have done from Sacramento to Ocean City, Maryland. The cool thing about The Loneliest Road is that it, it really takes you through, um, I would say, the backbone of America because for much of the route, Route 50 is two lanes. And it goes through small towns. It goes through big cities. Like I said, it actually goes right through St. Louis. Um, it takes you through the Rocky Mountains. It takes you through the gold country of California. Wow. It, you get to wind through the mountains of West Virginia. You go straight through Washington, D.C., and then you end at the Atlantic Ocean in Ocean City. Like, what could be more epic than that? That is beautiful. You can dip your toes in the Pacific and then dip your toes in the Atlantic um, all on the same trip. Now, um, now, did you do it in a, in a car or did you have an RV? How did, how did you do some of the trips that are in your book? I did all of the trips in a car, in a, in a car, but you can certainly do, you can certainly do an RV. I know, especially during these times, RV sales and RV rentals are up. So yeah. I think people feel a lot more comfortable traveling in an RV, but I did them all um, by car. In the book, in the in the front of the book, I kind of list out sort of which road trips are best 
for either different types of travelers or different types of vehicles. And there are some road trips that are great for motorcyclists and bicyclists too. So it, there really is something for everyone. That, that's fantastic. And you know, I, I my my wife uh, is really not a, an RV girl. Uh, she she fears breaking down on the side of the road. And how big of a tow truck do you have to get for that? And every and I, so I don't have an RV, but I would love to have like a, a you know a, a rock stars tour bus to cross the country. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but every time I see one, I have to tell you, Jessica, every time I see one, I think, you know, there's a lot of five-star hotels in the cost of that RV right there. And <laughs> so you can, you can actually stay at some nice hotels, uh, along the way. But, uh, were you ever worried on, on the loneliest road of ever finding provisions, food or gas or water, anything like that? Or, or were you always, were, were there always something there? I think that's such a good question, especially for that particular drive. I'm a planner, so I encourage uh, other wood trippers to plan ahead. So I did, um, and that's kind of what is cool about this book is that it is a true turn-by-turn itinerary. Yeah. So in the book, I tell you exactly, you know, what to do for each day and how far you can get before you need to find provisions because uh, in, in the western side of the loneliest road in particular, you could be driving for quite a long time before you come across the gas station. So I've mapped it out so you will never have to be without. I, I <laughs> as have, long as uh, you not follow the itinerary. I actually have uh, an aunt and uncle that are, uh, well, my aunt's almost 70, but my uncle's like 78, and they are just as spry as can be. They'll jump in their car in Minnesota and end up in the Grand Canyon and like, hey, guess where we are? I'm like, what? I want to be. I want to be more like them. So it really just takes a little initiative, and maybe this book right here is is going to be the initiative that people are going to need. We're talking with Jessica Dunham, her book, The Open Road, 50 Best Trips in the USA. Um, d- can I ask you, I, I kind of referenced it at the, at the beginning, did you see the world's largest ball of twine? <laughs> I did not see the world's largest ball of twine, Bo, <laughs> but I did see the world's second largest rocking chair. Oh, okay. Is that Oklahoma <laughs> or is that Texas? Standing Missouri. Oh, it's it's in my state? I didn't know it, that. It is in your state. <laughs> you can hop on Route 66 right there in St. Louis, and you just take it south to Standing Missouri, and you can see the world's second largest rocking chair. <laughs> and it used to actually rock until the owners decided to bolt it into place for safety. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good to know. Good to know. Now, there's another thing, and I don't know if it's in the book yet, uh, or, or is it in the book, uh, but I keep seeing the Ark Encounter. Have you seen the advertisements for this thing? I have not. Okay, so the Ark Encounter, I think, is in uh, eastern Kentucky. This will be for your second book, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> but, but somebody put together, uh, by the biblical parameters and measurements an ark and they call it the ark encounter and it's like noah's ark sitting on the ground right there i am taking notes as you are speaking i must at this place i think you're right i think i need a sequel uh you're gonna have to uh because there is so much i mean we you know here in st louis we have so much to see uh we were just talking on another show about how many great parks we have around here just in the state of missouri and illinois but of course the national park system is one of the best um but uh but like my wife and i just recently found a uh, a catholic shrine to the miraculous metal which is a, a, a symbol of, of mary on a, on, a, on a coin anyway it's just south of us about an hour and we did a road trip uh, back in september and what was amazing is they have a replica 
Uh, that's two-thirds the size of the the Basilica at the Vatican. I mean, with the you know painted ceilings and the painted walls. It is amazing the treasures that this country has that people need to discover. And your book can do that for them. That can help them get on the road and get going, right? Oh, I think that's such a good point. I love to tell people about things they didn't know that are in their own backyard. Yeah. And all it takes is it's so that's that's the beauty of a road trip is it just takes four wheels or even two wheels and you're, you know, a tank of gas. And it's such an easy way. And the other thing about this book that if you're not ready to get back out there, if you're not ready to, to leave your house just yet, yeah. the book the book has full color photography. It has playlist ideas. So it really acts as great fodder for travel, inspiration, and daydreaming. Whether it. whether you actually follow the itinerary or you just sit in your house and think about it, <laughs> the, the book is there for you when you're ready. Is there a, is there a digital version of it? Can we get it on our Kindle? Is there an audiobook version? Can we can we get that? So to get more information about the book, you can go to moon.com. That's M-O-O-N.com. That has all of the details about all the different ways you can uh, read the book. It's also available at Barnes & Noble, Target, Amazon, any of the major book retailers. This is legit. I'm so excited for you, and congratulations. Was this a passion project? How did it come about? <laughs> well, I, I love road tripping. My husband and I take a lot of road trips. Um, and so when Moon Travel Guides asked me to write a guide to road trips, I jumped at the chance because... I didn't have to do a whole lot of hard work. I already knew everything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's great. That's great. Jessica Dunham, good luck on the book, The Open Road, 50 Best Trips in the USA, and there's probably even more than that. Look for book number two at some point in the near future, I hope. <laughs> Thanks, Bo. It was great to talk to you. Oh, too much fun. Yeah, you know, my bow on the go would have been perfect for that if I could have went to all of those spots, those 50 best trips in the USA. Now, that would be a true bow on the go. My name is Bo Matthews. I want you to stick around because coming up in the second hour, another travel author has a book out of national parks. And if you're thinking, ooh, a fall trip still in order, well, we've got that for you. Plus, St. Louis country singer Tyler Backwoods Lewis is going to join us. And next, though, we have some headlines that you may have missed in this dog-eat-dog world. I don't want you to miss a bite of it. My name is Bo Matthews, and this is the voice of St. Louis KMOX. It's the voice of St. Louis KMOX. My name is Bo Matthews, and in this dog-eat-dog world that we're living in right now, we oftentimes miss headlines, and I don't want you to miss out on some of these that I found. Time Magazine, actually, time.com, had a headline that said, you can now get a COVID-19 vaccine in China. And they go on to say in their headline, that might not be a good thing. Now, would you take a vaccine if it was created in the place where the coronavirus originated? Do they know more than everybody else? Well, Lee Shirui didn't hesitate. He said, faced with putting his life on hold indefinitely or the risk of catching COVID-19 by returning to university in the UK, this 22-year-old business student decided to roll up his sleeve and receive the experimental coronavirus vaccine. It included two injections of what they call Coronavac, made by a company called Sinovac, cost about $300 U.S., at the private Tahi Hospital in the Chinese capital. The treatment still has not passed uh, the final stage, which is stage three clinical trials. 
but is already being offered to the public on a first-come, first-served basis. And anyone can turn up, pay the $300, and get the jab. And this young student says hundreds were queuing to get immunized at the same time as he was. So he was not alone. He says, I'm a little worried about side effects and what they would be uh, catching the virus overseas, but I haven't had any problems from the jabs, as he calls it, so far. It's not just the CoronaVac vaccine on offer in China. An unofficial vaccine rollout is gathering pace despite the warnings of international public health experts. In September, state-owned Sinopharm revealed that hundreds of thousands of Chinese had already taken its experimental COVID-19 vaccines as part of the state initiative to protect frontline health workers and officials traveling to high-risk nations. So uh, to to this young man, I I wish him luck. Uh, They say in the story in the Eastern Manufacturing Hub of Yiwu, this week, hundreds of people queued uh, for a $60 dose of CoronaVac, so much cheaper than the $300 that Lee paid uh, for that same thing. It is crazy. Another headline that came out that the NFL could push Super Bowl 2021 to March if there's more COVID-19 upheaval. At least one high-ranking official with the NFL is floating uh, the uh, possibility of pushing back Super Bowl 2021 by nearly a month if more games need to be postponed due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, They're saying we could move the Super Bowl back as far as four weeks out. So Super Bowl may be disrupted and and probably maybe should be. How about this story from the New York Post? Mouthwash and oral rinses may combat coronavirus in a study that they've done. As a matter of fact, I find this ironic because my dentist, Dr. Dwayne Keller, at the Bayless Dental Group has a product called Periogel. It's peroxide in a gel that I use for periodontal disease, which I've been fighting for a long time. Uh, He says that that's effective. So that kind of uh, corroborates this story. An effective defense against the coronavirus may be right there in your medicine cabinet with mouthwashes. The latest research has revealed that many mouthwashes and oral rinses were shown to inactivate the virus at a rate of 99% or more after only 30 seconds of gargling and up to 99.9% after 30 seconds. And this is, it kind of goes a little weird here. On other uh, handy, another handy solution includes gargling a mixture of 1% baby shampoo and water, which curbed more than 99.9% of the coronavirus following a two-minute rinse. Now, this is a research out of Penn State College of Medicine. They've tested a variety of mouth and nasal rinses, which included peroxide, as I mentioned in uh, the periogel I use, uh, also with neti pot as well, if you've got one of those things. So uh, that might be something you want to maybe do some research on. Okay, enough about the coronavirus. How about this headline? Seven people charged for million-dollar flying squirrel trafficking ring. In this world that we're going through, People are still wanting to own a flying squirrel. At least seven people have been charged for trapping thousands of flying squirrels and attempting to sell them to buyers in Asia for a million dollars, according to Florida wildlife officials. Six of the suspects have been arrested, while a seventh remains on the run. The Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission said in a statement on Monday they each face counts of racketeering, money laundering, scheming to defraud, and other organized criminal laws for their participation in this elaborate plot. So some people are worried about coronavirus, and some people are worried about getting their new pet flying squirrel. I didn't really know that that was a thing. Still no stimulus deal? What does it mean for America? 
Another stimulus package remains on hold until after the presidential election. By all accounts, USA Today says they are threatening to delay urgently needed unemployment aid and a second round of $1,200 direct payments by at least two weeks, and that would affect millions of -of out-of-work Americans who are struggling financially following a wave of job losses in the coronavirus recession, especially those in hard-hit industries like travel, hospitality. I mean, what is this this world going to look like in six months or a year? It's crazy, right? Well, let's talk about something a little closer to home. A McDonald's in Kansas, Wichita area, uh, the customer threatened the employee through the drive-thru with a gun over a milkshake dispute. Now, I've pulled up to the drive-thru before, and I've said, yeah, I'd like to get a chocolate shake for my wife. And they're like, oh, our shake machine's broken. When come to find out, a lot of uh, uh, fast food workers just don't want to you know, lift those huge milkshake sacks into the machine and do all that. Well, here's what, here's what happened. No one was injured in the incident, thank goodness, but the man is being sought as a suspect for aggravated assault. The suspect drove off in a silver four-door sedan. He was wearing a red shirt, red hat, upper jewelry grill, and piercings in his left ear. Uh, Crime Stoppers shared surveillance photos of the man. You can go to Crime Stoppers ICT on Twitter to see a picture of the guy. But uh, the McDonald's ice cream machines are sometimes a point of contention with customers. Sometimes they don't work. Uh, Speaking of food, though, did you hear what's going on in St. Louis? It's really crazy. There's a, a new restaurant about to open November 1st called Way Too Much Sauce. Now, this is about wings. This is a restaurant that really is featuring their chicken wings. They've got sandwiches. They've got desserts. They've got all kinds of crazy stuff. But their wings, they have two styles. One is gold-plated, or looks gold-plated, but another version of chicken wings looks like they are dusted with diamonds. Yeah, would you eat that? Would you put that in your mouth? We are going to talk to Chris Lowe, the owner of Way Too Much Sauce. That's exactly how you spell it, W-A-Y-Y, Too Much Sauce. Uh, We're going to talk to Chris Lowe next about how this all came about. Right here in St. Louis. You know, St. Louis is famous for the foods that they make and diamond-encrusted, dusted chicken wings. Well, we've just raised the bar is what we've done. Chris Lowe is our guest next on The Voice of St. Louis, KMOX. Shine bright like a diamond. It's the voice of St. Louis, KMOX. My name is Bo Matthews, and there is a new St. Louis restaurant selling, or going to be selling, diamond-dusted wings. Chris Lowe is my guest. He is the owner of Way Too Much Sauce. How are you, Chris? I'm fine. I'm fine. How in the world did you come up with diamond-dusted chicken wings, man? (laughs) Let me explain something. Okay, please. I, I, I really have to tell you how I came up with this idea first. Basically, I was asleep, and I was watching YouTube videos. And when I woke up, it was on 24-carat gold wings. I'm like, I'm going to give that a try. And I let my daughter try it. She took a picture of it, and I put it on Facebook, and it went viral. Oh, no. And how long yeah, ago was this? Uh, about two weeks ago. <laughs> Hold on. Did way too much sauce be, it was created two weeks ago? I created it, actually, the LLC was created about a month ago. Okay. But uh, as far as the 24-karat gold wing, about two weeks ago. 
Well, when you're going to do something, you got to stand out, right? And you obviously know this. Way too much sauce is going to open officially on November 1st, as I understand it. Uh, but you, on your Facebook page, it sounds like you've been getting some traction. People want they want to try your food. Now, the idea of way too much sauce, was that already in, in the planning stages? Yeah, the restaurant itself was in the plan about... A little bit over a month ago. I don't want you giving away secrets, Chris, but uh, way too much sauce came up with these diamond dusted wings. Can you can you explain what that means? <laughs> well, it's actually, I was told to really never tell. Okay, but I can tell you it's edible and harmless, and it's not going to hurt your teeth. <laughs> well, what I want to know. Uh, because I never really looked. What is what type of uh, mess is it going to leave after you use the bathroom? Is it going <laughs> to <or? laughs> Oh, no. I never really looked. But people have been asking me that for days. Hey, they're going to have to come up with a different poop emoji if it works. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's so bad. That's so bad. Now, so the idea of starting a restaurant uh, has been in the works for a while, it sounds like. And, and well, I, see, actually, I, I was co-owner of another restaurant called Too Much Sauce. Okay. And that's uh, we started that, I believe, May the 1st. Of this and, year. Of this year. And that actually kind of it did very good. Actually, it's doing very well now. Very well. And I just decided, I had, you know, I had unique ideas. I wanted to just try something different and do my own thing. Okay. Yeah, but it, it's working out. But but Too Much Sauce is a different place at a different location. Could you not get, yes, sir. Could you not get your partner on board with the, the gold wings and the diamond-encrusted wings? He wasn't into that? No. I, I, I understand because, you know, those are crazy ideas. But I just wanted to get out and spread my wings and, and see what it worked. Did you Nothing mean did you mean to say, to try. did you mean to say spread my wings as my chicken wings? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I, I love it. I looked at your menu and I was actually very surprised that your sandwiches and your fish and your sides all very reasonable in price. But when you get to the gold wings and the diamond encrusted wings, it's it's gonna be a little bit of a it's gonna be a little bit more, but that's because you got bling on right. your wings. Yes, sir. And uh, actually, it would look great at a function like a wedding reception, and special event. And I've had several calls. Someone wanted me to cater to, you know, for receptions and whatnot. Good for you, man. Good for you. We're talking to Chris Lowe. He's the owner of Way Too Much Sauce. Um, and for those of you that like like myself, I do prefer naked wings on a lot of st- in a lot of ways uh, because it's just seasoning and it's not all the sauce and everything. But I love all wings. Um, do you have a favorite that's on your on your menu that you just absolutely love? Um, the sweet and spicy wicked sauce. Oh it's boy, delicious! They're all delicious, but that one actually stands out. Okay, now Chris, I got to be honest with you. I love I love flavor. I love spicy flavor, but I don't I don't like any pain. Is there any wings on your list that are painful? No. <laughs> are you sure Nothing's about that? Painful. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing is painful. Okay. okay. Uh, I try to make it. Um, I want everyone to enjoy it. Sometimes wings can be just hot, but not flavorful. 
Right. Well, the gold wings look amazing. I got to be honest with you. I think Donald Trump. I would wish be, I could tell you how I make those. I think Donald Trump would love to have some gold wings. I've seen his, you know, pictures of his apartment, <laughs> gold everywhere. Right. Right. Well, right. so so we got okay. Before we go, I got to talk about the desserts. So I'm scrolling Facebook, and I see some things that are like just blowing my mind. Tell me about what is it? Uh, your is it Crown Royal something? What do you got for the desserts? Uh, it's a Peach flavored Crown Royal peach cobbler. Come on. Yeah. You're just making stuff up. <laughs> <laughs> and it's actually delicious. It's a, it's a science to it. See, I actually took culinary arts, uh-huh. and I and I used to love science as a as a kid. So I guess it goes hand in hand. But actually, if you try to cook the filling with the crown royal it would cook out right so it has to be come up perfect temperature to infuse it wow you've done your homework man that looks delicious wow and it took about three hundred dollars worth of crown royal to get it right <laughs> and that's just over the conversation <laughs> of what you're coming up with <laughs> yes sir that's great the crown royal peach cobbler save room for that or have have dessert first because life is short that's what i always say Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, well, Chris, it is great to meet you, and uh, I'm excited for you. Again, you officially open uh, on November 1st. With all the health concerns and pandemic stuff going on, What are you going to be just doing pickup or delivery? How's that working? Uh, you can actually, we're doing pickup and delivery. But no dine-in? No, sir. Will there ever I be dine-in? I mean, they're dine-in? expecting about three or 400 people to come. Will Within there ever, the first hour, so <laughs> that's not going to happen. Will there ever be a dine-in restaurant for way too much sauce? Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. Well, I got to tell you, I'm a huge fan of turkey legs, and I, I want to mention on this conversation. I have the um, the glazed Hennessy turkey legs also. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Hennessy glazed yeah. turkey legs. I cannot even imagine. Well, you know what? St. Louis is famous for a lot of great foods, and you have just uh, raised the bar one more time. Chris Lowe, our guest, find him online at Way Too Much Sauce, and you'll be able to find Appreciate him on it. Kings Highway. Absolutely, man. Good luck to you. I hope everything goes well. Thank you. I'll be by to try some diamond-dusted wings here soon. And you're on Kings Highway. Where can we find you exactly on Kings Highway? 930 North Kings Highway, to be exact. At the BP gas station. Inside, there's a real big kitchen in there it's gonna be great fantastic good luck to you chris we'll we'll talk soon all right thank you sir okay well now i'm just hungry doggone it well my name is bo matthews i want you to stay right there coming up after the news we're going to come back we've got another travel author that's got some great national parks that uh, she wants to share with you that maybe you haven't even heard of and next we have a guy by the name of Backwoods, that's his nickname. Tyler Backwoods Lewis is a local country singer slash police officer, and he's got some events coming up that you may be able to get to, but uh, Tyler Backwoods Lewis. Backwoods, I love people with cool nicknames like that. Not a fan of people that have self-appointed nicknames like, I'm the, call, call me, whatever. I'm not a big fan of that. So we're going to be asking one of the first questions of Tyler of, Did he give himself the nickname Backwoods? That's coming up next on The Voice of St. Louis, KMOX. Lit a couple candles, put the good stuff on some ice. 
Hope you like bubble baths. Yeah, I got the water feeling just right. I can hear the thunder roll, the lightning strike. But if you ask me, we got everything we need right here inside. We got love, check. Little suds in the tub, check. Got a bottle of champagne, check. Ain't nothing wrong with the rain, check. And that is the voice of Tyler Backwoods Lewis on the voice of St. Louis, KMOX. My name is Bo Matthews, and uh, welcome. I want to put a spotlight. I always want to put a spotlight on talented musicians that are local, and boy, that is one guy that is uh, actually had lunch with Tyler a few weeks ago and uh, and heard his story, and I thought, you know what? This story needs to be told. And uh, the other good thing is if you love you know good live country music, Tyler's got a couple of shows coming up uh, here next week, and we're going to talk about those specific events. But welcome to KMOX, Tyler Backwoods-Lewis. How are you, buddy? I'm doing well, Bo. Hey, thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, Tyler is a, a local guy, grew up here, uh, and, uh, and you know, musician, uh, moved to Nashville, came back. He's a police officer in a local uh, a local district, and uh, but music is, is the drive. Um, Tyler, I've got to ask you first off, where did you get the name Backwoods? And is it legit? Did you give it to yourself? Because I don't like nicknames given to yourself. I promise you I did not give it to myself. I <laughs> uh, up in... In high school, I always loved to do all the outdoorsy things, and uh, somebody just started calling me backwoods in high school, and it stuck. Figured I needed a stage name, and and that's. I wish there was more of a story to it, but there's not. It's memorable, but uh, so uh, what school district did you grow? Oh, uh, yeah, what high school did you go to? That's the question everybody gets. I, I went to uh, Fort Zumwalt West High School. Okay, so people probably that are listening that went there uh, or a teacher that is listening that uh, teaches there knows you uh, as Tyler, and they know the name backwards, don't they? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> no, <I> was... <laughs> high school or, high school was good times. I actually played at my high school graduation a song I wrote um, and surprised my entire graduating class as well as all the teachers that was really awesome so they definitely know who tyler backwoods is wow and and so tyler uh, just give me the name of the song that you played for your graduating class how cool is that (laughs) it was awesome Uh, a song called graduation day wow uh, yeah it was it was really really neat i was nervous (laughs) had you not performed in front of your friends over the years or had you but not maybe that big of a crowd I had, but I mean, we had the uh, family arena packed with all the friends, family, you know, that I grew up with. And, and, uh, I mean, there was a couple thousand people in there. At least. Wow. Um, I don't think I had at that point played anything that big. So, well, uh, the music has been in your, in your bones for how long now? Oh, I've always loved music, especially, especially country music. Um, since I was a little kid, I grew up you know, in the nineties in country era, if you will, yeah. I'm about to turn 25. So, um, you know, I had a few golden years and I just always really appreciated it. You had a few golden years. What does that mean? A, a few golden years of the nineties. I, you know, I was born in 95. I gotcha. So, well, uh, so, so then, uh, you got serious. When did, when did you pick up the guitar? It was freshman year of high school, I think, for real. I, I took a couple lessons here and there, you know, in, in grade school. But high school, 
is where I really actually picked it up. Wow. And so, yeah, you know, somebody had to have said, or maybe you had the thought, okay, I need to go to Nashville with this because you got something. Obviously, your graduating class loved what you did, I'm sure. Um, and and when, when did the idea to go to Nashville come up? Well, it was always kind of a dream. Um, I More than anything, I loved writing songs. I would stay up all night, probably drive my parents nuts, <laughs> writing songs that most people would never hear. Um, and and it occurred to me that Nashville is the place to be a songwriter. There's there's no doubt about that. So after graduation, you loaded up and you went. Well, I, I took a pit stop. I went to uh, a semester at SEMO. A whole <laughs> semester, Tyler? State. Come on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then I, I got the opportunity to go work at a publishing company, Harlan Howard Songs down in Nashville. And uh, say no more, I packed up the car and went. Wow. And, and how long were you down in Nashville? I was down in Nashville for about a year. So, uh, as I learned at our lunch a few weeks ago, that there was a, a health issue that came up, uh, and and so tell me what happened with that that brought you back. Well, I, I had some tonsil problems, um, and the the plan was just come back from Nashville for two weeks, have the little tonsillectomy procedure, um, and then move right on back, and that'd be it. Nothing's ever that easy, of course. Uh, I had some serious bleeding and uh, four more surgeries, so five surgeries total. Mm. Every ear, nose, and throat specialist in our area knows my name. Wow. Um, and I'm messed up for a good little while. Um, it happens, you know. Uh, well, <laughs> it, what happened to me is pretty rare, but um, these things in life happens, and you just got to keep going and that's what I did. I mean, I didn't let it stop me. I did move home. Unfortunately, that's that's what brought me home. Um, but a lot of good things have happened since then. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. As I mentioned before, you're uh, in law enforcement. Thank you for your service in that area. Um, oh, thank you. I, and I do mean it. I mean, you guys got the toughest job in the world right now. Um, but the passion for music, even though you're not in Nashville, has not left you. Uh, Tyler Backwoods Lewis is who we're talking to. Went to Fort Zumwalt and a local singer, local performer, uh, but uh, went to Nashville, came back, and law enforcement was a path to pay the bills. Uh, but you, you come from a family of law enforcement, so it, it seemed like a natural move for you, right? I do. It's always kind of been in the back of my mind and i absolutely love my job i really do um you know i <laughs> i'm split a few different ways as far as career love goes but i i get the best of both worlds i get to play out play music on my weekends off and stuff i still write music and also be a law enforcement officer so that's it's very cool great yeah, no. And so uh, before we get to uh, more of the music and uh, and your your shows that are coming up next week, Tyler Backwoods Lewis, uh, tell me about uh, your other passion, your hunting passion. Of course, I want to get you on a, as a guest on Second Amendment Radio on the Great Outdoors eventually, but uh, uh, what kind of hunting do you do? Just everything? Yeah, just about everything Missouri has to offer. Um, really big into deer and turkey hunting. Uh, I do small game as well and, and also love to fish. Uh, if I can make those all my job, you know, I would. But. <laughs> uh, so you definitely have earned the nickname backwoods. Oh, absolutely. And I, so, I so. Do you, okay. So I've got to ask you, have you ever pulled over a, a high school alumni that said, Hey, backwoods, what's up? <laughs> you know what? No, I, I've been a police officer for about two and a half years and I have yet to do that. Okay, good. <laughs> I'll let you know when I do. It, it'll happen. And there'll probably be a song right along with it too. <laughs> 
Okay, so uh, we're gonna we're gonna play another bit of uh, uh, another one of your songs. Uh, but tell me about your uh, your live appearances. Of course, St. Louis is so hungry for live music. Going out at six feet distance with my mask on, but I can uh-huh. lift it up so I can sip my beer. Uh, tell me what uh, what you got going on this week as far as shows. And we've kind of embargoed you to be on the radio because I wanted to wait until uh, people had an opportunity to go out and see you play. So you've got a couple of shows coming up this week. Are they both open to the public? Yes, they're both open up to the public. Um, I will be playing at Donatelli's Bistro next Thursday, October 29th from 7 to 10 p.m. And I'll be playing Crawl Daddies down on Main Street, St. Charles, Friday, October 30th, Halloween Eve from 7 to 11 p.m. Oh, wow. Fantastic, man. Are you looking forward to it? Absolutely. Donatelli's, come on out if you're looking for a nice sit-down restaurant. They've got some amazing Italian food. I've been playing there for years. Um, it's, it's a little bit more of a chill atmosphere. Crawl Daddy's um, is is a lot of fun. It's a little bit bigger of an area. If the weather permits, we'll be outside. Um, if not, we'll be inside. But there's plenty of space and 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 should be a good time. So well, uh, so when when people come to see you perform, are you doing all original music? Are you doing some covers? Uh, and- oh, absolutely, absolutely. Little. a lot of covers i cannot do four hours of, of original music however <laughs> I, I wish i've written that many songs i don't know if i've quite made it there right right um, but no I'm, I'm playing all kinds of stuff i found out pretty quick that not everybody likes country music and so i've got just a very wide variety oh so you play other than country music huh Oh, absolutely yeah. uh, okay so give me give me some of your uh, big influences you were born in 95 uh, who, who was on the radio that you were listening to that influenced you the most? Like Alan Jackson, Garth Brooks, who are, who are Alan some of the names? Jackson, Garth, Joe Diffie is one of my all time favorites. Oh yeah. Um, Kenny Chesney screaming that at the top of my m- lungs in the, my mom's minivan. She thinks my tractor's sexy. Tyler Backwoods Lewis. You can find him on Facebook at Tyler Backwoods Lewis Music. And uh, and any Fort Zumwalt uh, alumni from what year was it that you graduated? I graduated in 14. Okay. So anybody that knows you from there or anybody that's just discovering you now on KMOX, I think they uh, need to get out and, uh, you know, stretch their legs a little bit and come see you perform. Yeah, follow my Facebook page, Tyler Backwoods Lewis Music, right. and uh, I, I put all of my stuff on there, so you'll you'll know where I'm playing next. Okay, we're going to give you a little more taste of what Tyler sounds like. By the way, I'm a huge fan. So the song that I want to uh, go out on with you is uh, Met You on a Monday. Is that what it's called? If I Met You on a Monday. I, I think it's a really creative song. I love Rain Check. I, I love everything. You can also follow Tyler on YouTube as well. Be safe uh, as a cop. Enjoy your music next week. Tyler, thank you so much for your time. Hey, thank you so much for having me, Bo. Love the show. Thanks, brother. If I met you on a Monday in an elevator, I close the door ten floors later. You got off the same time as me. I get was destiny. If I met you on a Monday, if I met you on a Monday, but I met you on the weekend and I was drinking. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, I want to introduce you to Kelly Bellman. She is part of DASA. 
That is the Disabled Athlete Sports Association, and they've got a huge event coming up, but they are dedicated to promoting adaptive sports and activities to those with physical, visual, and hearing disabilities. Their website, dasasports.org. We're going to find out about the organization and about this event, whether you want to be there in person or virtually. Oh, yeah, they've hybrided it, too. Uh, We're going to talk to Kelly coming up next on The Voice of St. Louis, KMOX. It is the voice of St. Louis, KMOX. My name is Bo Matthews. And, you know, we could take this segment to talk about COVID-19. We could talk about the election. We could talk about, no, we're going to talk about something that's actually more important to a lot of people right here in St. Louis and really uh, all over. The Disabled Athlete Sports Association is a nonprofit organization that has been around a long time. And I've got the founder, actually, on the phone with me. And uh, her name is Kelly Bellman. Kelly, welcome to KMOX. How are you? Thank you very much. I'm doing great. Tell me, uh, how long has DASA been an organization uh, since you started it up? Uh, we started in 1997. And what got you to start it? You you being the founder, what, what pushed you over the edge to get into this? Well, actually, um, I'm a physical therapist, and I was working in the field of pediatrics and neuro rehab, and I just realized that what I was doing in clinical therapy was not the absolute best for my clients. People were always wanting me to, quote, fix the patients. And I don't, I don't think our kiddos need to be fixed. I think we need to tr- find their best abilities and then emphasize that. So through sport and fitness, we were able to find those abilities and then they improve in strength and social and emotional skills on their own by, by their choice, not by the choice of doctors and therapists and everybody else around them. Gotcha. You know, when I, when I first heard about the Disabled Athlete Sports Association, of course, I thought of Special Olympics. Uh, how are you different from them? So Special Olympics is a wonderful program for athletes with intellectual disabilities. DASA uh, specifically works with athletes with physical-only disabilities, those that have spinal cord injuries or um, amputations, cerebral palsy. I gotcha. And and, uh, are military, uh, former military clients of yours as well? Absolutely. We work with our wounded veteran population, and we also work with Um, Those with complex medical issues, some that are uh, traumatic brain injuries or post-stroke. We work with them at our Ability Gym, which is one of a one of a kind gym for those with disabilities out in uh, St. Peter's at Mid Rivers Mall. Wow! And do you also have like transportation that helps helps them get there too? We do not. We do not offer transportation. Uh, The majority of our clients are. Um, if possible, working or in school and and are able to provide their own transportation. Well, uh, yeah, and there's a lot of opportunities for them to do that. Heck, call Uber, right? They can do that. Right, uh, exactly. That, that, that's not your specialty. That's the, that's the transportation specialty. Yeah. Well, uh, Kelly, the reason I wanted to talk to you was because, number one, reading what I could on Facebook about your organization, I was touched because so often, uh, you know, people that are, you know, disabled, I have a, a, a very dear friend down in the Mayfield, Kentucky area, you know, ATV accident, paralyzed. And Ooh, to see we need th- him to be an athlete. 
Well, he's down in Mayfield, Kentucky. But the thing is, is he is, you know, with with different training and different tools, he's able to do most everything, to, even to the point of becoming a father. Uh, right. He's been able to do all of these things. He's been able to, you know, lead a full life, go hunting and fishing and do these things. So I think this kind of program is so important. And I had no idea that you had been around as long as you have. So thanks for doing the heavy lifting on this. Um, Thank you. But it is, but it is an opportunity that even people that are not touched with a family member or a friend that has a, a you know a, a disability or a special ability, whatever you want to call it, um, because the, you know I don't want to offend anybody. Um, right. But it, it it does take the community uh, in our area to help support this organization, help these people live their best life. And you and and so the reason I reached out was because of this event, which I would presume in years past has been a live event. Correct. And yes. it still is, but it's different. You're you're hybriding it, right? Yes. Our, our sportacular dinner and auction on November seventh is being held in person at the St. Charles Convention Center. We do realize though that it's difficult for people to make that choice to be indoors. Um, in a large facility like that, of even course. though we're, we're going to do our best to socially distance and keep people healthy, we are excited about offering a, a new approach this year in that it'll be hybrid and that we'll be live streaming from the in-person setting in, into people's homes so that everybody can uh, be part of the experience. They can bid online. They can even donate online starting now if they'd like. <laughs> uh, you know what? And that's why I wanted to talk to you so far ahead of the uh, the actual event. Again, November 7th. Listen up. These are the details. Of course, you can find out information at uh, uh, Disabled Athlete Sports Association on Facebook. But I love the idea of your watch party. We're having to see all of these fundraisers, you know, do a hybrid thing or change up. And, man, you guys really came to a great idea so tell us about your partnership with Russo's Catering, too. Sure, yes. Um, we're we're great family with Russo's Catering. They um, One of our athletes is a family member of the Russo family, and they've been great support of ours throughout the years. We are offering what we're calling our watch parties at an amateur league, minor league, and major league <laughs> level. Right. So depending on the level that you choose to sponsor, Russo's Catering is providing a sausage platter with paired wines or the charcuterie tray with paired wines. Or at the major league level, they're actually, Russo's is actually providing two bottles of spirit and food that will be prepared for you to have in your party that night, like toasted raviolis and uh, meatballs and wings and, and things to get your party going so that while you're there enjoying Russo's catering, you can also be live streamed into our auction, into the main event. Yeah, throw it on the big screen and watch everything that's happened. Now, can you describe uh, a previous year's event? How many people normally show up to an event like this? Well, typically we run about 400 people that attend our, our dinner auction. So that, that's a pretty big group, and we're not even close to that this year. So we're really hoping that we can get everybody's support either by, um, I was going to say voting, <laughs> by bidding. Oh, now, lobby. okay. Now we're going to talk about the election. Good. Let's go. Well, no, I'm just kidding. We are not at all. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, you can bid online at bidpal.net slash DASA20. Okay. And that's actually free to do that. So anybody anywhere can just start bidding. Um, actually, we're going to open up bidding next Monday. Um 
or you can come into the auction and you can actually register for the auction at that site or you can register for a watch party all through that site or dasasports.org. That's great. Kelly Bellman is our guest, and uh, and her mission in life uh, since the 90s has been about uh, helping the disabled uh, athletes of our area. Um, and, and in years past, uh, was it a, a dinner, an auction, everybody's, you know, black tie kind of thing, or uh, or is it more, yes. more relaxed or, or what? More, um, in between there. It's a, it, because we are one big happy family, um, it's really like a family event. So right. we've had about 400 people. We have a live band afterwards, which we hope to bring back next year. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dinner, live auction, silent auction. And of course that famous call for cash. So if anybody would like to call in on November 7th between 7:30 and 8:30, we would love for you to join our make a difference campaign. And we're, we're hoping that, those listeners of yours out there would want to help make a difference. I certainly hope and so. Uh, they can do that by going to dasasports.org. And uh, so can you tell me any of the auction items that you have, or is that kept under lock and key until the night? Oh, no, I can tell you. We've got some really exciting ones. Um, <laughs> one, one that I'm excited about for the live auction is a fireman for the day. So this is uh, truly a once-in-a-lifetime, maybe bucket list experience. The Central County Fire and Rescue has donated the opportunity to actually suit up in the fire fireproof suit and work with them at their fire training center. Wow. You can actually climb to the top of the tower with the hose. They'll set the uh, a room on fire, and with your firefighter Betty, will be there with you. You can put the fire out. You'll be able to use the jaws of life on a car. Wow. It's a really cool experience. So that is one of the items. And we also have several great trips in mind. One uh, a week in the Bahamas, the Hilton Head. We've got a um, week in Bonita Springs. And then also, again, Russo's Catering is coming through with a VIP picnic for four at their Piazza Messina in Cottleville, which is a beautiful location. Wow. Yes, and um, Mike and Amy Russo are catering a four-course meal, and especially just for that, those four people that choose to purchase that item. That's fantastic. Those are just uh, some teasers for you, and you will be able to bid online, uh, but yes. get all the information about DASA's 2020 Sportacular Evening Dinner and Auction. Uh, whether you want to do it in person, you can be there at the St. Charles Convention Center safely, or a home watch party, and this will be right after the election. So for those of you that want to get together and you know reconvene after the election, I'm sure you could talk about that stuff too, but we're not talking about it right now. No, we're not. No, we're not. This is about <laughs> Disabled Athletes Sports Association. Kelly, what a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you for Thank doing the you. heavy lifting for these uh, these people that need you so bad. Thank you very much, Bo, for having us on. And I hope that everybody got that dasasports.org. And we hope to see you see you on November 7th. Fantastic. And if anybody is looking uh, that maybe has somebody that's disabled in their family has never heard of you, uh, it, can they go to that same website to uh, get information please about that? Do. Yes, please do. We, we welcome all new athletes. We're, um, Pre-COVID, we were hoping to open up in the uh, St. Louis inner city. So we're very excited about expanding there. And we also have expanded out to the area of Columbia and Boone County. So we, we offer services all over. I'm just inspired by you. Kelly, thank you so much for joining us on KMOX. Thank you so much.
Okay, if you've been listening, you heard in the first hour, Jessica Dunham, she had the book with the uh, the 50 best trips in the USA. Well, as promised last hour, we have another travel author, Moon, USA National Parks, the complete guide to all 62 parks. If you're thinking travel is uh, definitely in your near future plans, maybe for the holidays, maybe to escape winter. Heck, I heard from family this week. It's still October. They received, well, I had two reports, seven inches or nine inches. They had a lot of snow in Minnesota just this week. So if uh, you are thinking about traveling, I might have uh, somebody that might uh, help you out with that. Becky Lomax is my guest next on The Voice of St. Louis, KMOX. It's the voice of St. Louis, KMOX. My name is Bo Matthews, and we're all looking for a reason to get out, and I found somebody else that might have some good ideas for you. Her name is Becky Lomax. She's got a new book, Moon USA National Parks, the complete guide to all 62 parks and uh, in uh, Montana. You know, I started my radio career in Gillette, Wyoming. Do you know where Gillette is? Just the next state. Small world, small world. Okay, before we get to the book, <laughs> Becky, I've got to ask you, does Montana still have a speed limit or no? You know, we do have a speed limit now. Oh, yes. no. <laughs> yeah. You know how it, it came into the state was years ago when um, the gas thing was an issue and uh, the federal government was going to withhold money from the state if people didn't set up. <laughs> it was our own autobahn when i started radio in 85 in gillette we would go up there and there was virtually no speed limit at all but anyway welcome to st louis right. and kmox uh you have this new book and so right off the top what are the three newest national parks recently incorporated in the last few years that people may not have visited yet yes um one of them is Indiana Dunes, which is on the southern shore of Lake Michigan. Uh, the newest one is White Sands National Park down in Arizona, and it's this amazing, immense gypsum sand dune area that they actually have to plow the road every day down there because the sand, the wind drifts the sand over the road. Oh my every goodness! Day. Wow. So it's- Kind of fun. I know, I know but, what snowdrifts are all about in Wyoming. I grew up in Minnesota, so yeah. I guess it, it's kind of like that, huh? Absolutely. And you know, when I drove it, my mind kept telling me that snowdrifts on the snowbirds on the side of the road. Right. And, but I had to mentally say, no, that's sand. It was just really odd. It was fun. And some of these Very locations, fun. you've already but mentioned two dunes. Are, are these places where you can take off-road vehicles, or do they have an area for that or no? No, no, they're not. Because most of the time, national parks, if they, they don't allow off-road vehicles, and that's to protect the uh the ecosystem and the environment. Well, that makes sense. That makes sense. But you can go and see it, and it's it yeah. must be beautiful. What's the third one? Oh, yeah. The, oh, the third one is right in St. Louis, the Gateway Arch. Oh, come and, on. Everybody knows about that. <laughs> well, that's of uh, the new parks since the, my last book came out. That's in the top three there. And have the you been ones, so. have, have you been to the Gateway Arch? I have. 
I have not. It is on my list to get there, though, because I would love to do it. But I'm going to wait, I think, until the pandemic stuff is over because, um, you know, portions of it are closed right, right now. Right. And o- o- they're taking only limited uh, amounts of people up into the arch and I want to see it all when I get there. Well, that makes, that makes good sense. Uh, but yeah, and really the arch grounds are all revamped in the last couple of years and it's just beautiful how they've done it. Um, but the arch is still the same arch from many years ago. I guess it was back in the sixties when it was created. It's just fantastic to stand alongside something so amazing and, uh, man built right there. But, uh, let's, let's talk about, you mentioned COVID and the pandemic. Uh, how is it different? Because a lot of people are into RVing now. They want to get out and they want to travel. A lot of people are getting into that, buying their first RV or upgrading to a next one. Um, what are what are some of the restrictions that you found uh, with COVID and the pandemic going on? That That's an outstanding question because you know what? It's varying park to park. And that's, you know, it's the same as across the country. It varies state to state, region to region. Uh, depending on what's happening with the pandemic. So the main thing is anybody that wants to go RVing out to a park, you need to do your research before you go and find out what what is happening in that area. Because some parks, uh, you know, entire sections of the parks are closed. Like um, the North Rim of Grand Canyon has largely been closed and much of the east side. Uh, at Glacier Park, the entire east side was closed this year. Really? So, you know, it's, yeah, it's really important to find out what's happening with the pandemic restrictions. And then, um, you know, a lot of the parks have campgrounds where people that want to go RVing can stay. And there's not too many campgrounds in parks, inside parks, with hookups. But you can still go camp there with an RV. Right. And you can also, just outside most of the parks, there's RV campgrounds that have the full hookups and all of that stuff. So you can still get there. You can still go visit. And, you know, you just may have to modify what you can go do and see and experience based on what's open. Well, I love your passion for the parks. I believe this country does, and and, and every state does such a wonderful job. Uh, the Missouri uh, state parks that we have are are just so numerous, and there's so many that I discover on a regular basis. That I'm ten miles from that park. I had no idea. So this is what's great. <laughs> this is what's great about your book. It's Moon USA uh, National Parks: The Complete Guide to All 62 Parks. And my my guest is Becky Lomax from the state of Montana. Have you watched Yellowstone? Do you watch that show? Uh, a little bit. But I'd rather just go to the park. <laughs> <laughs> well, the the show is actually pretty good with Kevin Costner at the helm. But anyway, back to your book. Yeah. Uh, the National Parks, is there is 62? Is that all we have in the in the country? I thought there was more. Well, if, if you look at the National Park system, there's over 400. But that includes National Monuments, okay. Historic Sites, and a whole load of parks. It's 62 that have the name National Park in their title. Well, I think some would call this a coffee table book, but I think it's better uh, to be an RV book or a a road trip book. (laughs) Wouldn't you agree? Yes, because, 
Well, yeah, because each region I have road trip itineraries in there. So you can figure out, oh, here's all these parks and here's what works to strand together. And here's how far it is in between them. And uh, so it kind of lays out how to do it. Well, I think it's fantastic. When did you get started on this project to uh, to come up with this idea? Uh, <laughs> actually, I have to say my publisher came up with this idea. Okay. I, I have been writing the, the travel Moon Travel Guide book for Glacier National Park since 2006, and I've done like eight editions of that. And I also write the Yellowstone and Grand Teton book, uh, and I've done three or four editions of that. And they came up with this big one they wanted me to do. So um, I jumped on it. It was just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and so <laughs> did you. Parks did, too. I can do that. And did you have to travel a lot for your research? Tax write-off, can you say? I, <laughs> <laughs> I did some. Good yeah. for you. Um, yeah, but I also had, I mean, I've been to about three quarters of the park, parks. Um but I had help from some a few other moon travel guide writers that you know covered their specialty park in their area that that I hadn't seen. So um, yeah, I had some assistance on it. This is exciting because I, I've said it several times. You know, for people that are like, "Oh, I want to go to France. I want to go to Australia." I'm like, you know what? There is so many unbelievable places to uh, visit right here in the good old USA. Mount Rushmore, uh, which was right down the road from Gillette. Of course, I've been there several times. That, I think, every American needs to stand at the foot of Mount Rushmore and just take it in. And that's just one of several. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And then you go out to these giant landscapes like, you know, Grand Teton. Or Yosemite or Denali. Yeah. Oh my goodness, talk about a huge landscape. You know, and <laughs> I feel so silly because half the time I walk around with my mouth wide open, just in awe at what I'm looking at. Well, it's, it's amazing. It, it truly is. And it's such a pleasure to talk to you. But know before you go, there is info on a lot of things crowd limits, extra fees, what needs reservations, and more. Uh, and this is all uh, wrapped up in this uh, Moon USA National Parks Guide uh, author, Becky Lomax. Uh, I wish you a ton of luck. Are you working on another book already? I. <laughs> you read my mind. I am. I'm actually uh, working on a book that is Road Trip Rockies, and it'll string together uh, nine national parks from Jasper to Rocky Mountain National Park. Outstanding. Can't wait for that to come out, and hopefully we can talk when that is ready for launch. Uh, Very nice to meet you, Becky. Thank you so much for your time. Safe travels to you. And uh, before we let you go, tell people where they can get your book. You know, it's available at all nationwide bookstores and a lot of independent bookstores carry it. Fantastic. Congratulations on it. Thank you so much. Okay, if you're thinking to yourself, why do I feel like traveling? Well, power of suggestion. We've had two guests now talking about great places within the borders of these beautiful United States to visit. If you missed out on Jessica Dunham in my first hour, she's got the 50 best trips in the USA called Open Road. Uh, You can download the podcast from camox.com, or better yet, download the radio.com app to your device. Then you can take us with you anywhere you go in crystal clear digital sound. It's just that easy to be great for you when you're doing those road trips. Well, we're almost done, but not quite yet. We've got some final thoughts we're going to share with you coming up next on The Voice of St. Louis, KMOX. 
It's the voice of St. Louis KMOX. My name is Bo Matthews. If you enjoyed the program, you want to listen to parts of it again, you can go to the radio.com app, and I hope that's on your device or your phone. If it's not, it's a free app, and look for the big blue R. That's the radio.com app. Select KMOX, and you can take KMOX with you in uh, crystal clear digital sound. That's the way I enjoy it on my Bluetooth speaker. Paired it with my vehicle as well. It just makes it so slick. You can do the radio rewind button. You can share the shows. If you want to share something about the uh, the diamond-encrusted uh, chicken wings that way too much sauce, well, uh, that's a great way to do that. You can share those uh, those links with your friends and your family, your social media. We'd appreciate that. Uh, I do want to talk about a relationship that I have with my father. I have a great relationship with my father. Uh, he is at a distance. He's in New Jersey. You've heard me talk about him several times. A lot of respect for his Air Force career. In a father-son relationship or a parent-child relationship, well, you know what, even children, you know, if there's something big in your life, you're going to share it with your parents. You asked a girl out on a date and she accepted, or you're going to the prom, or you're getting married, or you got a job, or you're moving cities, or whatever the headline is, you may confide in a parent or a parent-type friend, right? So that's what makes this Hunter Biden story so difficult to swallow. And the, you know, the stories that are out are about his laptop and the emails that are on him and how incriminating it seems. And I think there's going to be more to it because we have physical evidence uh, on this laptop after he dropped this laptop and a couple of others off to get repaired <laughs> with all the stuff on it. Anyway, I want to talk about the relationship between Hunter and Vice President Joe Biden. They talk, right? Their father, son. Just like I explained you know, Joe Biden talks about his boys a lot, how much he misses his son uh, that passed away. And, you know, he's proud of his son, Hunter. Well, Hunter says in a statement back in May 2019, at no time have I discussed with my father the company's business or my board service, including my initial decision to join the Burisma board. He says, I have had no role whatsoever in relation to any investigation of Burisma. In October of 2019, Hunter says uh, in a big interview he did uh, with ABC News, that he did nothing wrong at all while serving on the board of Burisma, but admitted to poor judgment to be in the middle of something that is, it's a swamp in many ways is how he describes it. The part I can't understand is he, he says his dad says, well, I hope you know what you're doing. And Hunter says, I do. If I'm having a conversation with my father and he says, well, you got to do what you got to do. I know he's concerned or disagrees with my decision. I just think he's probably talked to his dad a lot about that Burisma deal. But you know what? Time will tell. My name is Bo Matthews. I hope you have a great rest of your weekend. Thank you so much for listening to The Voice of St. Louis, KMOX. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.